0: Somebody with a testimony uh, ought to take about 30 seconds uh, and shout like you know uh, He already did it. I'm going to give y'all one more chance to shout tonight because there's two ways that you can shout He did it. Number one is you can look back uh, over everything God's already done. uh, with a testimony in your spirit uh, you can declare uh, that he did it Uh, he broke the chains of bondage Uh, he brought me out of sin Uh, he healed my body Uh, he made a way where there wasn't he did But I came to tell you tonight uh, that there's another dimension of praise uh, where you're not looking backward uh, but you're looking forward uh, and you're calling uh, those things that are not uh, as though they already were. uh, And you're looking at impossibility uh, and you start shouting, He did it. Uh, I haven't even seen it yet. uh, But baby, He did it. Uh, there are about 200 of you uh, to start shouting right now uh, over what you haven't even seen uh, and begin to declare he did it somebody shout he did it Uh, he did it Uh, now praise him uh, like it's already done Uh, shout uh, like it's already done He did! Let me hear you shout He did it 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 Somebody give him praise in this place He did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. If he did it for me, he can do it for you. He did it. Shout did it. He did. Did 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 it. Did 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 it. Did 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 it. He did it. did. he did it. He did it. He did it. Somebody give him a shout of praise in this please. said, if you've got it, I got it, let me see you wave your hand, I got it. and if you've got it, I got it, let me see you leave for joy, one more time, it. if you've got it, got it, let me see you wave your hand, I got it. I got it, I
1: got it. I got
0: Cause he did it. I got it. He did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. So I got it. I got it. I got it. I got Cause he did it. 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 So I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I've got it. I got it. I dare you tonight. I dare you tonight. Just step out of your seat and Sing, if you got it, let me see you wave your hand. And if you got it, let me see you live for joy. Hey, if you got it, let me see you wave your hand. When the devil says no, God says I got it! I got it! I got it! I got it! I dare you to shout. I dare you to run. I dare you to dance. I got it. 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 Cause he did it. 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 Look forward. He did it. If he did it one time, he'll do it again. I got it. 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 Somebody shout like you got it. Somebody give him a shout of praise in this. Shout like you've got it, and somebody shout like he did it, yeah, yeah. I dare you to lift your voice and break every chain in the room and let hell know there's nothing that my God cannot Remain in this posture of worship tonight. We're prepared for the word of the Lord to come into this place. How many of you thank God we had seven people receive the Holy Ghost in service this morning. How many of you thank God for that? One more was baptized in Jesus' name and came out of the water speaking in tongues this morning. I think we ought to give God a praise. Amen. It's so good to have Sister Stewart's family with us this evening. How many of you thank God for the Carroll family tonight? And this weekend was Brother Carol's birthday. He turned 36. Can you believe it? He turned 36. Y'all give him a great big hand clap for his birthday tonight. And I also want to give a great big welcome tonight Uh, to the Chambers family. Wave your hands, brother and sister Chambers. This is a brand new family that just recently moved here from New York City. God brought them to the Rock Church of Fort Myers. This is their home. I think we ought to give them a great big welcome hand clap of celebration in this place tonight. Come on, let's thank God. They showed up this morning and said, we got our sleeves rolled up. Bishop, we're ready to go to work where's the tracks at where's the tracks i got to start inviting people to the house of the lord how many of you thank god for these kind of people are you ready for the word of the lord in this place tonight is there anybody that's got your faith stirred in this place tonight then i want you to take one more chance and give god a shout of praise as the man of god comes to preach the word somebody shout with the voice of Come
1: on, somebody praise
0: Him. Lift your hands one more time and give God some praise. He's worthy. Oh, He's worthy.
1: Come on, come on, come on. Well, give your neighbor a high five. Give three or four folks a high five. Amen, amen. If you got your Bibles, let's take them out. Won't preach long, but we'll preach good. Somebody say amen. First Samuel 22, verse one through five, we give honor, of course, to your bishop, your pastor, Brother Williams. How many of you love Brother and Sister Williams? Come on, come on. Amen, we love them. And we give honor to them. And I'm thankful to preach here under his covering. Amen. What a great service we had this morning. Amen. Touch somebody and tell them we're still here. Amen. I know whenever you preach about the rapture, and coming to the church, everybody's a little nervous, but they get back that night and say, well, he didn't come. But he's still coming. And every service. You say, boy, this church worships a lot. Well, my opinion is I'm going to give it my best shot, every service. That way, if the rapture takes place, I'm guaranteed to get out of here. Amen, amen, amen. So, appreciate your worship and what a great service. Amen. We'll put a little word on here to finish it up, get you ready for the week. And we'll be back Tuesday night looking for a great move of God. Amen. Everybody say Tuesday night. We'll have some more great church. 1 Samuel 22 and 1, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt, everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him. And he became a captain over them. and And there were with him about 400 men. David went thence to Mizpah of Moab and he said unto the king of Moab, let my father and my mother I pray thee, come forth and be with you till I know what God will do for me. And he brought them before the king of Moab and they dwelt with him all the while that David was in the hold. Would you say that phrase with me? David was in the hold. Say it again. David was in the hold. The prophet Gad said to David, abide not in the hold. Depart, get thee into the land of Judah. Then David departed and came into the forest of Hereth. Amen. I want to preach to you for the next few moments on we have been called back to Judah. Look at three people and say, we are being called. Come on, say it like you believe it. We are being called back to Judah. Come on, clap your hands under the Lord if you believe it. bless you and you may be seated. Amen. Thank God for these great musicians. I think we ought to give them a hand. These men, these men are not just talented, but I'm glad to say in my opinion, they are highly anointed. Everybody say amen. Talent will only get you so far, but that anointing, it will break every yoke. Somebody shout amen to the Lord. The word hold here is a place of fastness, it's a place of the hunted, The place of a fortress. It is a strong place and it is even a snare. The root is used metaphorically to indicate one who pursues the life of another to destroy it. So tonight I want to preach to a people who are caught in the push and the pull. Of the prophetic. touch somebody say the push and the pull of the prophetic. When Jesus was baptized, when he came up out of the water, the Bible says the spirit drove him, pushed him. Luke says of that same occasion that the spirit drawed him. He was pushed and pulled. So there is the push and the pull of the spirit that is on this church. to somebody say, I feel the push and the pull? Amen. It's the push. It's the push of our past, pushing us out of our past. And it's the pull of the spirit of God saying, come on, come up higher, come a little closer. It's the church of the end time that is destined for exploits. We are bound for the miraculous and we are being called into the supernatural. Tell somebody I'm called to the supernatural. We are the church. Everybody say we are the church. We are the body of Christ in the earth. Say we're the body of Christ in the earth. It is a powerfully anointed, Holy Ghost filled people who are called by his name. How did that happen Amen. When you repented of your sins, you were then baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus for the remission. Everybody say, for the remission of my sins. And then you were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God. It is the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, it has raised you from the dead. Tell somebody, I'm Holy Ghost filled. So there is nothing that your enemy fears anymore than a people who are anointed and empowered to finish. Tell somebody we're going to finish what has been started. Amen. You are a finisher. You are the church. Looks like to me most of us in here are saved, Holy Ghost filled. So tell somebody we are the church that finishes. In every nation, in every continent, in every state, in every city, hell fears the anointed ones the ones that have the yoke-destroying anointing that's dripping from their spirit. When you walk in and through your city, the destroying, dripping presence of God that, uh, that, that has entrenched the spirits of your area are going to know that something is different about you. The smell is different. Your walk is different. It's the smell of the oil of the apothecary. Amen. Amen. It's the perfumer that has been added again. What's happened today? All of this worship, all this excessive praise, what is it? It's the oil of the apothecary. It's the perfumer unleashing the power of the Spirit of God upon us. Tell somebody, tell them, I smell something. Amen, as soon as I said that, I thought, well, they've been shouting around. it may smell a little extra cologne or perfume. But tell somebody, I smell something. Amen, I smell something in the spirit. It's the push and the pull of the prophetic that is upon you. I want to say it again. Your pastor has said it in ways, in one way or the other, and I'm saying it again to you tonight. Amen, you may be the guitar player or the bass player. You may be the sound man or sound woman. You may be over the IT department. You may be one of the great saints of the church. But tell somebody next to you, in front of you, behind you, you are the anointed of God. Amen, I'm preaching to what I believe is God's church and God is depending on you to thrust this church into end time harvest, a time of multiplication, exponential, explosive, unprecedented growth. Tell somebody, unprecedented growth. It's beyond anything we've seen. It's beyond anything we've heard. It's a revival of more people praying through than we've ever seen. Come on, tell somebody that's what's coming. Who's it going to be? It's going to be people from your work. Say they're getting the Holy Ghost. They're going to be people from your neighborhood getting the Holy Ghost. People in your family that's never been to church, they're going to be getting the Holy Ghost. man, but too many find themselves now in a prophetic moment, but your circumstances and situations, your feelings and emotions don't look or feel like that. That's where you are. You are asking, how did I get here? How do I feel like I feel? Most of you have worshiped very good tonight. Some of you maybe have done what I say you ought to do. You ought to press through and worship even if you don't feel one thing. Amen, I should have got a house full of amens right there. There's no Bible anywhere that says to praise God according to your feelings. There's no Bible anywhere. The Bible does not say dance in the spirit. Amen, look at somebody say the Bible don't say that anywhere. The phrase dance in the spirit is not in there. I've got a Bible program here. I can type it in. I've done it many times. Type in dance in the spirit and it'll find it. Old Testament, New Testament's there in any form or shape or style. It's not, it'll say searched everywhere, found nothing, try another request. Amen. Someone say, yeah, I've danced, but God ain't making me do it. Amen. I'm doing it because I choose to do it. I'm doing it because his name is worthy. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I do it because I choose to do it. I choose to praise him, especially on Sunday, especially on the Lord's day. Tell somebody on the Lord's day, I'm especially going to praise him. Even if I don't feel anything, I'm going to praise him. I don't think this is how it would be, some people would say, but the prophetic push and pull finds David in a cave. It's to hold the place of the hunted. He is being hunted, pursued, and tracked down like a wild animal or a trophy mounted on the wall like your pastor's got there in his office, that big crocodile or alligator. I'm talking that thing. How long is it, 12 feet? 12 and a half feet. My God from glory. Shondo Hicaba I'm glad he had a big gun to kill that bad boy. He's got a bear in his office. Got great trophies of hunting, amen. But now, the one that's being hunted in our text is David. David's being hunted. The hunter is the rejected King Saul. No one would have ever believed that the road to the throne for David to the appointed place would run through a cave. It's Saul's self will causes the prophet Samuel to announce to him, your kingdom will not continue. It will be one generational. You will have no heir. There will be no transformation or impartation of anointing or kingship to any heir. It's 1 Samuel 15 and 3. The Bible says his rebellion worsens. When he's commanded to utterly destroy all of the Amalekites, yet he chooses to leave King Agag alive. Samuel comes in and declares, God has rejected you, king. It's been 16 years since his self-will has now turned in to a rebellious act. Now in 1 Samuel 14 and 52, the Bible says when Saul saw any strong man or any valiant man he took him unto him. What caused this? When he first became king, Samuel poured the oil over his head. It was a beautiful occasion, though Samuel told him this is what God wants. And this is what the people want. So he anointed him, poured oil over his head. He said, God's not, God's not behind this. This is not God's man, but they did it anyway. And for the first little bit, Saul would stop a session that was going on. He had stopped the session, put everybody out, prophets here, let me hear what the prophet has to say. For a few years, he was very moved at the sign of the old man, Samuel, coming in. But that doesn't last very long until now he puts Samuel off and disregards what he's told. And now he's let King Agag live when the words of the Lord were very plain. Kill everybody that's an Amalekite. Kill them. They represent more than just a people you're fighting against, Saul. I, God said, kill everything. Kill their animals. Kill everything about them. Men, women, boys, and girls. Kill the Amalekites. From the king down to the poorest, poorest pulper in the country. Kill them all. But Saul had begun to lean on the arm of the flesh. Can I say to you, never lean on the arm of the flesh. I feel this isn't in my notes, but I feel it coming to me. As great as this band is, as great as your praise is, don't ever lean on the arm of your flesh. Don't ever lean on your talent. As great a singer as you are, when you take the mic to sing the solo, you're gifted and anointed, but don't ever, don't ever, don't ever, look at somebody say, don't ever, don't ever start faking it. Samuel had begun to disobey the man of God and so now it goes to the point where he just literally rebels and so he says when Saul saw any strong man or any valiant man, he took him unto him so he lets King Agag live. Samuel comes waddling back into the camp and he sees it. He says God has not only rejected you, But you will have no heir in your kingdom. There will be no heir. Your leadership will be one generation. And that'll be it. Verse 23 of that same chapter says, Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. Iniquity is self-will. So now, Samuel is serving, I mean, Saul is serving with a godly anointing that now he disrespects, disregards, and is ignoring. And he's bringing any man by letting Agag live. He's, he's saying, I'm going to go against the word of God. I'm going to let this king live because there might be some good in him. So I choose to let him live. And when Samuel sees it, he reaches to Saul's side, pulls out his sword, and runs King Agag through and kills him. Tells him your kingdom will end with you. You will have no heir. Why was it? It was because Saul thought too much of himself. You have idolized yourself, Saul. You've praised yourself. You've worshiped yourself. But Saul, you're not all that. Saul declared, but I feared the people and I obeyed their voice. Amen. Thank God for your bishop, your pastor. Amen. That fears God and fears his voice. So now he rends Samuel's mantle. He falls on the ground and grabs at his mantle, pulls down and declares and tears it in half. And Samuel stands there with his mantle torn and he declares, So is the kingdom rent from you, Saul. Your neighbor will be given the kingdom. Samuel goes into prayer for months, weeping and wailing, until finally God taps him on the shoulder and says, Get up, Samuel. I have found a man after my own heart. You may be here tonight, you may ask yourself, how can I live for God? You may be new in the church, say, how can I continue to live this way and live for God? I'm gonna make it very simple. Be after the heart of God. Before you do, this isn't in my notes, but I'm gonna preach. Before you do anything, before you go out of habit with friends that aren't in church and before you go do the things you've done for years, you need to ask yourself, would God be for this? Just look at you, somebody next to you and say, would God be for this? That's the question. Would God be for this? God told David or Samuel, he said, Samuel, Stop crying, I found a man. He said, he's at Jesse's house. Samuel gets up, changes his garments, takes a vial of oil with him to anoint the man. He's got that vial of oil that he's dipped into 52 and a half pounds of ingredients of calamus and cinnamon oil, mixed with a hint of myrrh and a hint of olive oil, mixed all together. Filled up that horn of oil, walks into Jesse's house. Jesse asked him, what are you here for, Samuel? He said, God has elected to anoint one of your sons to be king. Who is it? I don't know. Just bring him to me. And so he started with the oldest boy down. They came in muscular, flexing. Y'all are holy. You've never seen a weightlifting competition, but I've seen it, you know. Y'all pray for me and... I mean, they were going at it. The first three boys that come in, Samuel takes his horn off. It's full of oil, he, anointing oil and he shakes it over the oldest son's head. Nothing happened. The next one comes in and he does his fret threatening and parouetting and strutting and the cork doesn't pop. Another one comes through. The Bible says he had tried to anoint the first three. Nothing happened. And so it's it's believed that he went through all the sons and went through again. And he looks at Samuel and Samuel looks at Jesse and he says, Jesse, do you have another son? Do you have anybody else? He said, Well, I got one little old teenage boy. He's out tending the sheep. What's his name? His name's David. And he said, Well, bring him in. Let's check him out. He said, Oh no, he just <laughs> little red-headed, freckled-faced boy. He just, you know, he he just watching the sheep. Well, these boys are the ones lifting, keeping place going. I mean, look how big they are. Look how big. I mean, these boys got it going on. they the boom shakalaka, man. This this has got to be the king. He said, "Well, I've been through them twice. Don't the cork hadn't popped out, so let me just just eliminate the last boy, he's sixteen. I know it don't make no sense, but let's bring him in here anyway." David comes walking in in his shepherd clothes, smelling like sheep. He's been sleeping outside. He don't look good, don't smell good, but when Samuel sees him. David comes and kneels down before him. He takes his horn of oil and begins to shake it. And when he does, the cork pops out. Horn of oil opens. and The whole horn of oil poured down over David's head as he soaked from top of his head all the way down to his sandals. He is soaked with the fragrant anointing oil. This is is the king of Israel and this is God's choice. Tell somebody, we are God's choice. Saul was what the people wanted but this next king was going to be God's man. (laughs) The Levitical law says that it will be in its own words supernatural. When God's man steps forward, there'll be the release of oil. The cork will pop out of the horn. Can I tell this church as I hurry to a close that the horn of oil has corked off, has popped off of the cork that's been shaken over this church and there is a holy anointing oil (laughs) flowing. I'm not in my notes, but I'm just saying in the Holy Ghost, it's pouring number one upon your bishop. Tell somebody my bishop is anointed. Tell somebody my bishop's wife is anointed. They are your covering. They are your spiritual head. Tell somebody they are over me. They are highly anointed. And the oil is running off of them and it's running down onto all of you that are under them. This is not a mantle of emotion. It's not just a musical excellence, though he is excellent. They are gifted. But more importantly, they are anointed. Tell them they are anointed. Can I say to this church, this revival that has begun, amen, God has anointed your bishop, your pastor, and his wife for this revival. (laughs) Number two, God has anointed and is anointing this church. Tell somebody I'm being anointed. Tell somebody the anointing is running off of my pastor, off of my pastor's wife, and it's running onto me. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. Why is that important? Because whenever there is not just the move of God, but when the oil of God, his spirit, is poured out upon a church that is in order. Tell somebody, we're in order. Amen. That means you're in submissive order. I'll be on my Tuesday night lesson if I keep this up. Amen. You are in order. That means there's a pure flow down through the body. Let me just show you. Amen. They poured oil and all I had was my head out there and I was bent over. You can see it doesn't run on anything. But when my head is upright and my body is underneath it and I pour oil on it, it goes all the way down to my feet. So why is he doing that? Because I... I have no plans of doing it. I wouldn't wear this suit. This is a suit I had made. It's a custom-made suit. I had made 12 years ago after the trial of my life. And I had just a little, I didn't have nothing but my Bible books and, and clothes, and those was old ones. Walked into the man at the suit shop. I said, what you got for material? He said, what you mean? I said, you, can you make me a suit? He said, well, yes, I can. I said, no, I don't want the most expensive, but I want you to make me a suit. I started tearing up and he said, Mr. Gregg, what's wrong? I said, well, I've been here these last few months because I've been going through a mess. Now I'm divorced. I ain't got nothing but clothes and books and all my clothes are old. So I don't ever plan on doing this or I'd have brought one of my old suits. Somebody say, that's the way the Lord keeps you humble. But when you pour that oil on, it runs down the head. All the way down, shoulders, chest, down your legs, down to the feet. But if the body's not under submission, the head will be anointed. Pastor Bishop will be anointed. But if you're in rebellion, if you're out from underneath covering, touch somebody next to you and say, you get no anointing. But if you are under authority <reciprocal> Oh Jesus I didn't know he was going to get here So David is there the oil's running down his head Into his old nasty garments Down to his feet Now nowadays when we anoint you with oil We Ta-ta Preachers even get heavily unctionized. They get that oil. Who shot tie Go where Let me get that oil. You get a little ta-ta. And if you begin, i watched, I watched people need healing, need drastic healing. And when they get done getting anointed, they walk back to the seat. And if, if they got a little bit too much oil on his finger and left just, just enough on that forehead where it started running down, and you just... I've seen people need healing. And I just, Spirit of God, I, in my mind, I just see God say, well, forget it. You now, I'm not suggesting we just pour oil on everybody's head. But the point is, is when you're anointed, the anointing comes first of all to those who can endure the pouring of the oil on the head. oil that's on your pastor I'm out here right in plan on going but the anointing oil that's being poured on your pastor and his wife is running down to every saint every person in this church it's not wet and messy it won't mess you up but you get the figure that I'm saying to you David is sitting there on the ground 16, 15, 16 years old and his cinnamon. Myrrh and calamus mixed in with this hint of myrrh and hint of olive oil. So unique how the funk is covered up and the nasty smell of sheep is covered up. But the fume of the apothecary is haunting from head to toe. Samuel says, David, You're anointed to be king. In that, David's walking around. Man, that stuff smells good. He was anointed king, but he wasn't king. Everybody say, yet. I'm going slow because I'm preaching something I had never dealt with in this message. Another king in a place right now. So what David begins to learn is you can be anointed with the first anointing but be in a second position. And the question is, will you stay in your place with the anointing? oil of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God that is within you you haven't just been filled with the Holy Ghost but you have been anointed by the Holy Ghost you have authority over every habit that somebody at work or your neighborhood might have you have authority and when you enter prayer in the morning and you begin to pray I know how it will be in the morning oh Jesus, Jesus Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're just getting up, got to go to work. You're trying to think through all that. But there'll be a moment in the morning where the anointing, you'll you'll smell it. it Maybe just for three or four minutes, maybe five of the 30 minutes or 20 minutes that you pray, you'll plug in and you'll pray. Look at somebody and say, I have been anointed by being under my head point at you, Bishop. That's my head. As long as you stay under him, the Spirit of God will flow to him and it'll run off of him onto you. (laughs) Why? Because you are, everybody say, I am in the body. I've become a member, a limb or a part. When I was born again, I was baptized into Christ. I put on Christ, and it's Christ in me. Tell somebody I'm a member. I'm a limb. I'm a part of God's body. Grab somebody's hand and say, we're connected. Even when we leave this building. Come on, somebody. We are connected. Tell somebody we're connected because we're God's body. We are members. Limbs are parts in particular means in share or in portion. Everybody say you have a share of the body. I don't know if you're in the arm, the stomach, the gut. I don't know if you're in the skin. I don't know if you're part of the muscle. I don't know if you're toenail. I don't know if you're... The toe, I don't know if you're the pinky finger, I don't know if you're the, I don't know. Tell somebody, but I'm a part of the body. When you leave this building tonight, you will leave as individual members. I tell somebody my new birth, being filled with the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking with tongues, and because I have been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission. The blotting out and the removal of my sins, I am now a member. A member apart. So now all over Fort Myers and however far out this church reaches and extends, your members, limbs, parts, fragments, cells. Everybody say of the body of Christ in the earth the oil is flowing on this church I wish I could pour it on somebody but I don't know y'all enough to get that crazy but I'll pour it on myself look at somebody and say thank God he don't know it's that good yet tell somebody he's going to be here a while so it's coming hallelujah I mean just get the picture I mean he poured the whole bottle Now I've done this four or five times every year teaching the material or preaching to get at this point of the message or in this message but I have never done what I just did poured the whole bottle over me When David moved from the spot there was the leftovers Sandals were soaked, his feet were soaked, his garment had it dripping off of him. Can I tell you, and I'm gonna stop right here. Can I tell you, God
0: has anointed you?
1: This beautiful baby crying. God loves you. He's not only filled you, he's, he's not only filled you with the spirit, baby but he's, he's placed you in his body you're a member and that man and woman over there are over you no matter what goes on in your life the next few months, weeks maybe a handful of years happens always remember this moment He told me when I had this suit made, it cost me $2,500? I didn't pay that. <laughs> Devil is a lie. I looked at him, I said, I said you crazy, I ain't paying that for no book suit. So he went in and looked at the books and he said, well, this, there's enough material maybe to get one suit. So he gave it to me still for a high price. It was about $900, but it wasn't $2,500. I, I didn't have anything left but my check and my books anyway. So I said, hey, what's the difference? I deserve this, best God. Ran from his shoulders. You can feel it. You can feel my shoe. Look, it's still dripping right there. Look. The anointing isn't here just when the music's high and the groove is good. I mean, that's good. Stand with me. Come on. Tell somebody, but the oil is still there. lingers you know they tell you ladies and they tell you men you know when you buy your cologne or your perfume don't you know they, they wait the ladies, they tell you put it on your wrist and dab behind your ear well that's all a trick because if you put oil on your flesh it dissipates quickly two or three hours later you can't smell nothing get a good shout down going to church Get home to change it. My God, where's my, that cologne, that cheap junk. My God, don't smell nothing. Because you sprayed it, on, put it on your flesh. If you want it to last, spray it in your garments. That's what they'll really tell you. Just, shh, shh, sh- shh, shh, shh. Keys, my Randy Keys and Modesto, he gave me a, was out of this church about five years after a big revival happened we was at his house and we sitting there talking all of a sudden he just jumped up out of his chair and went back in the room he was out there about 10, 15 minutes Come walking out he had five suits with him I said my God Bishop what are you doing he said I'm giving you these suits I said what I knew he had some mm. I was like oh in my spirit I felt myself going hey shock!" oh glory but I acted all calm I said wow what you doing that for? He said, I just felt God tell me. Didn't let me try them on. Then I got to the hotel, tried them on. They were all a little tight. I said, I'm going on weight loss program. I ain't giving these suits away. Finally got down a little bit of weight. And the first time I put one on, <laughs> I could smell his clone. And I knew what it was. It was the clone called Obsession. I called him. I said, Brother Keys. I got a question. He said, yes, I said, you know them suits you gave me? He said, yeah, are they all right? I said, oh, yeah, they're fine. I said, I wore one yesterday, but I smelled something. He said, oh, you did? What did you smell? I said, I think I smelled Obsession Cologne. He said, that's what I wear. Because he sprayed it in his garments. If all you have is a fleshly anointing, you just feel a buzz and a hoop to long but after the music stops three steps you're out you don't feel it anymore it could dissipate quickly look at somebody and say I'm anointed in my father's garments come back Tuesday night and I'll explain David gets in this cave anointed anointed He's hiding there He doesn't know what to do King Saul's trying to kill him He's anointed He's in second place He is to become king When Saul's done But Saul is jealous They mean they They killed a bunch of people and, And the women came out And said Saul has killed His thousands David is tens of thousands And Saul became jealous Why? That's the way the natural progression Should be Your pastor I've been with Brother Elder He ain't jealous of you he is so proud of this man and this his wife. I mean, Brother Elder just, his boys even when they talk, they talk about this man, it's like bone locker. They ain't bishops anointed, but his son? Double anointing. Think about it. Brother Wilson is his bishop's, Daddy, you think Brother Wilson's anointed? Everybody say he is anointed, but you ought to see by the elder. But the elder's anointed, you should see your daddy. Third generation of anointing. Don't somebody saying it? it's flowing on us because we're in the body. David's anointed, but he don't understand why am I have to run from this king? I mean, he had a chance to kill him. He's in a cave hiding, and he doesn't realize it, but, but King Saul is in that cave also. He's down deeper. i sure we come to him. Hey, my God. He said, I check King Saul's down in there. They're asleep, but if you let me have your spear. I promise you, I'll run him through one time. I'll run him right through the ground. Bam! I'll kill him, pin him to the ground. David said, no. Why not? He said, because who can touch God's anointed and be killed? finally David becomes the king of Judah finally becomes the king of Israel Israel begins to unify again out from underneath division and discord but it happens under a king that's anointed I'm, I'm, I'm out here for my notes I'm, I'm just out here grab somebody by the hand if you don't have it I'm done God is bringing you together he's saving people reaching for people our families here from New York City God bless them. I love them. And I love preaching in New York City. But God needs you here, sir, and that's why you're here. But where the anointing has been, there's always, look at somebody and say, some leftovers. There, there, there. There. and there David stayed anointed because he stayed in his position he was anointed king but he stayed in the second place until finally Saul does the unspeakable by defying God's word that came through God's man you'll go against the Amalekites Saul kill every Amalekite women children grandmas grandpas girls boys men and women kings princes you kill everybody that's an Amalekite they are killing hundreds and thousands of people but David I mean Saul sees King Agag and he says, let him live. Come here. He's a good man in fight. I might need him to fight a battle for me. Bring him over here. When Samuel finally comes walking up on his little cane of that day, he said, who's this? Saul said, well, this is King Agag. I let him live. Everybody else is dead. But I let him live because he might be a help to me. And Samuel, this old man, reaches over into Saul's side, pulls out his sword, runs him through and kills him he tells Saul you will not have a transfer of authority. There will be nobody in your line. It's done with you. Saul fell on the ground and grabbed Samuel's mantle and tore it in half. And when he did Samuel looked at him and said so shall the kingdom be rent from you. And He walked out don't ask me why I'm saying all that because I'm completely off my nose I'm just saying what I feel the Holy Ghost to say here's what he's saying God is bringing all of you together underneath this man of God because when Samuel when Samuel was another prophet came to him Gad came to David and he saw him all curled up in that cave hiding, scared, didn't know what his next move was he made an elder that old man says get out of this cave why would you end up in a cave he was afraid he didn't have a word from the Lord he didn't know what to do he's he's avoided four or five attempts on his life by the king Saul he's just running like a madman I don't know what to do so I'm going to hide and God said no don't you hide you get out of this hold and you get back to Judah now I'm done that's the third time I've said that and I'm done look at somebody say we got to get back to Judah now I would have preached on praise and about all that but I feel a heavy anointing of spirit in here right now I want you to look at somebody and say we're headed for Judah amen there's going to be an anointing come on your worship you have never experienced there will be people getting the Holy Ghost during the worship service you won't be just coming to the front because that's what you do but you will see guests begin to come to the front. It will just happen. There will be many services where there won't be preaching. It won't be because there's not a word. But it will be because you are pregnant. Tell somebody we are pregnant. Spiritually expecting. Tell somebody, children, we're about to give birth. Amen. Lift your hands and give God some praise. If you're thankful, you're anointed. Would you give him some praise? Get back to Judah, David. Come on, David, get to Judah. The kingdom's coming. The authority's coming, church. An authority over every spirit, every stronghold. Come on, it's coming. It's coming. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Step out of your seats and make your way to this altar. Come on. God's giving you authority over depression and oppression, despondency bitterness, envy and strife I'm calling every saint back into the choir, everybody back into ministry come on saint of God, get your faith back get your expectation back the anointing lingers stronger it's in his garments <speaking> come on lift your hands begin to magnify him come on somebody praise him come on somebody come on David the future's pulling you future ministry's pulling you Bible study teaching's pulling you intercessory prayer's pulling you praise and worship you've never experienced is pulling you. It's anointing on the last day, church. Come on, it's an anointing for these last remaining moments of the church. I smell it. I sense it. It's coming from my head down my shoulders, down to my body, down to my feet. Come on, that's it, come on, that's it. Reach for him. Come on, worship leader, come on, music. Come on, drummer, come on, organ player. Come on, elder, come on, lift your hands. Let your anointing increase. Let it increase as it flows down. It'll get stronger and stronger. It starts at the top of Mount Hermon, but by the time it gets down, it's the River Jordan.
0: In the name of Jesus. Kela la
1: that's it ma'am that's it ma'am that's it sir come on lift your hands let him fill you again with the Holy Ghost let a fresh unction let a fresh anointing get another infilling get another refilling let the anointing come on you and in you again get another dose of the Holy Ghost as you enter into another work week go in anointing play softly the music plays softly there's three or four spots here maybe five where you'll get up close enough you can see where the water the anointing in type and shadow has fallen I want you to find a place there in the, in the ground where you see the olive of, of oil or water You'll see it over there. You'll see it two or three places here. I want you to come up and I want you to just look at it and tell somebody there's leftovers. Just look at it. Now you can keep worshiping now. I just want you to begin to look at that spot. Look behind you. Look at the water. Look at that anointing oil. Come on, somebody give God some praise. Oh, Jesus, 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 in type and shadow, remember it. Let it take you back to the night you received the Holy Ghost. That's when the anointing came. come on now begin to give it one more push would you pray with somebody in front of you behind you, next to you would you reach out and lay your hands on them and pray with them right now in the name of Jesus anoint my brother, my sister Come on, God let them be anointed let the children be anointed let the girls be anointed the boys, let the young men, young women let the young adults be anointed let the moms and dads be anointed let the spirit of God we feel be the unction of the Holy Ghost in the name
0: of Jesus I feel you again I feel you again Jesus I feel you God you're in
1: this house God get out of the hold come on out church come on out David get out of the hold quit being afraid don't be intimidated God has anointed you David Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Would you give it one more push? Turn and pray for somebody else around you before you. Behind you, next to you, pray for another person. Pray for another person. Pray for another person. Pray in the name of Jesus for them. Anoint them, Jesus.